The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com here. Crazy news week, crazy week in general. I said last week on Twitter at Sean Rossap. That this week, overall, and I'm talking boxing, MMA, pro wrestling, as far as news volume from the releases to all the happenings on the UK tour to 217, Bellator, Deontay Wilder's fight, Bound for Glory, the volume of news that I experienced was one step below WrestleMania because just there were so many stories. Over the last 24 hours with all the UFC 217 stuff, it, it got on par. Uh, I highly encourage you guys to check out that post-UFC 217 show, most momentous UFC show ever. Of course, we had Carlos Toro at the Barclays Center covering the Deontay Wilder fight. We do have that knockout video up on Fightful.com. Head to our boxing section. I don't care if you've never liked boxing before. Go watch the Deontay Wilder knockout on our uh, boxing page it is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. It's it's crazy. So, um, Bound for Glory tonight. I had high hopes for this show. Of course, guys, we had live coverage at Fightful.com. We have forums, photos, videos, podcasts, exclusives, and we have news updates on our YouTube now that go right into our articles at Fightful.com as well. Please subscribe, leave us a thumbs up, all that stuff, so I can stop plugging this on the show. Fightful.com is your place for all your wrestling, MMA, boxing news. If you don't like one or the other, you can always separate them. We have FightfulMMA.com, FightfulWrestling.com. Events, forums, all that good stuff. I want to hear, hear from you guys in those forums. Oh, man, this show, guys. I wanted to like this show. I wanted this show to be great. I wanted this to be a, a good way to kick things off. Now, I, you know, before before I get the the weirdos that get in here, these are all my opinions. These are my breakdowns. If you enjoyed this show, that hey, more power to you. I'll I'll, I'll shake your hand. I'll hug you. I'll tell you that I hope things get better even better this show sucked this was not good but we're going to talk about it kicked off with the x division championship trevor lee defeated desmond xavier pd williams sanjay Dutt, garza jr and matt seidel to retain the x division championship this was contested under lucha rules which means that 
There were uh, two men legal in the match that would have to tag in. Petey Williams was super over, and they played off of it accordingly as they should have. Garza Jr.'s arm looked like it was hanging on by a thread. Why was he working? That dragged down the match a little bit, too. Like, he wasn't even trying to hide it. He was messed up. He should not have been in there. You can't have this match with five guys. Why not? There ain't somebody backstage you can throw in here. I'm sure there is. Weak. Uh, Trevor Lee hit an awesome Orange Crush bomb on uh, Seidel. That was really, really cool. There's a couple of cutesy spots like Garza throwing a shirt on Trevor Lee, uh, like a quintuple super kick, and then a really bad-looking suplex spot. It was just really, really bad. Desmond Xavier was really, really good. I think he was the highlight of this match outside of Petey Williams being so over with the crowd. Like <laughs> Williams applied a sharpshooter. The crowd goes nuts as, as you know, you would expect in that situation. I did like the finish of this match. This match was just average to me. I, it wasn't anything special. They sl- to have six guys in this match and to slow it down. I, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but there were a lot of extended selling spots. Having six men in the match is a way to get out of having those types of spots because there's six people in the match. If you're going one-on-one, you a lot of times in order to tell a story, that selling spot and that slowdown is almost necessary. In a six-man match, that is not necessary. It's not. Unless you're telling some kind of special story, but based on what I saw in every other match on this show, I don't know what that story would have been. This show really, really displayed, like, they probably shouldn't have cut the agents that they cut. But the finish, I really, really liked. So, uh, Petey Williams hits, I think it was Desmond Xavier, with uh, with a Canadian Destroyer. I can't remember who, but the crowd goes nuts. They love it. And then Trevor Lee steals the win. Now, that, normally I'd be like, ah, oh, man, you got to go with Williams here. But they're they're about to do a bunch of tapings here. They're there in Ottawa. And Petey Williams is going to be over at those tapings. So you can run a whole program and build up to Petey Williams versus Trevor Lee for that championship. And he can win it there uh, if you want. I had a lot of people commenting to me that they had an impact decal over the Global Force Wrestling title. That's standard procedure until they get a new one made. Uh, ECW did it. WCW did it. It's just a normal thing. They had to rebrand and they didn't have time to create a new belt. It take It takes a while. Ishimori against Tyson Dukes, this was just a cold match that they threw on because these guys were there, and Rosemary and Taya got canceled. Taya, the Taya match got canceled because Taya feared that she couldn't get back into the U.S. with her residency, so they had to pull it from the show. She wasn't going to risk going back to Canada and then trying to get back into the States. So Matthews references Dukes being in the Cruiserweight Classic. Laurel Van Ness comes out, and I'm a fan of Laurel Van Ness. I think that she is really good. She's great with social media. She's great at getting a little bit of buzz. She's devoted to her character. This match was nothing special, and I don't want to give like the impression that they ruined some like big special match, but they had way too much on uh, too much focus on Laurel Van Ness here. They could have done this at, at th- like one little reference. They could have done this. It w- wasn't really necessary to go all in. They they got in the weeds with Laurel Van Ness on this one. 
Dukes and uh, Ishimori tease a stalling suplex spot that goes back and forth, but doesn't play very well. Ishimori wins with a 450 splash. My match ratings for these and my notes that I'm reading off here, uh, if you all want to check them out, they will be up tomorrow morning on Fightful.com, as I do with every WWE pay-per-view and Raw, SmackDown, etc. Alberto El Patron comes out, and you could tell from the jump that they were trying to play him up as some kind of loose cannon, like really like hard. And you can tell that. You can tell when they're really trying to push something on during a promo, when every time a guy takes a break from speaking, one of the commenters or the commentators will kind of throw in a comment like, oh, here we go, or, well, like it's basic broadcasting and stuff, and it's really bad broadcasting. Like you shouldn't do that. Like it, it becomes really transparent. And Brian Pillman, he ain't. The crowd likes him and chants for him. In 2017, it's hard to make baby faces. It's hard to get guys that people just want to love and want to cheer. And throughout all the shit that El Patron has been through and done, they 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 pulled the Samoa Joe, they pulled the Seth Rollins, and they made him heal. Yeah. They tried really hard to get the unpredictable stuff across on commentary. El Patron says that Impact screwed him and they have no balls and didn't look for facts in the situation. He, like, threatens Jeremy Borash for not calling or texting him during the situation. It's just, it's just, like, not, it's not good. It was a bad promo. It was a bad promo. More on him later. Monster's Ball, if Grado loses, he uh, loses his work visa. Now, I wondered if this was a way to just write Grado off completely and send him back as, like, cost-cutting. This is the way they do it, of course. Uh, there were mixed responses on uh, the ring announcer. I, I thought he was fine. Sure. Uh, very uneventful first few minutes of this match. Much of it was spent going WCW style over the Alberto El Patron segment that just preceded it. And I'm sitting there thinking, we just saw it. It's on a pay-per-view. People aren't just flipping on the channel. I mean, I'm sure people, some plenty of people were watching by illegal stream, but... You know, I wasn't, and the, the the audience you're catering towards wasn't. There were weapons everywhere. Cheese grater to the ball sack from Grado. I'm sure that didn't feel too hot. Tacks, trash cans, barbed wire boards everywhere. There's a really cool spot where Grado gets knocked off the top rope through a barbed wire board outside. <laughs> he got kind of lucky, and his ass took all the impact from the barbed wire. Laurel Van Ness shows up, and <laughs> It's great when the balls and scores an unprettier, a pretty, a, a, a nice looking unprettier. I think that's a bit of an oxymoron, but there we go. The lights go out for quite a while. Rosemary shows up, saves Grado, but Abyss choke slams her through thumbtacks. Then the timekeeper screws up and rings the bell after a two count. You know, who needs employees? Who needs people that actually know what they're doing? Who needs professional referees when you can just get a bunch of local scrubs? Just a bunch of local scrubs to show up and do the job. I'm sure that'll work out just fine. Impact, I like the way you do business. Only I don't. Saddest black hole slam you'll ever see beats Grado. This was a cluster. Bad match. Bad match. Up next, Team Impact, James Storm, EC3, and Davey Richards 
defeated Team AAA, Pagano, Tejano Jr., and El Hijo del Fantasma, who you all may know as uh, King Cuerno. So before this, they, they cut a promo, and you can see it's on the thumbnail of the Fightful.com uh, <laughs> of the Fightful.com podcast page. EC3 looked like he would have rather been anywhere else in the world. And as I specified on, and I've specified on our Fightful.com contract expiration article, which we'll repost here and there. Make sure you all keep it locked to that. We have an injury report too. His contract is up in spring and summer. That's one to watch out for. He's going to have suitors. I am from Kentucky. I hate country music, but I love James Storm's theme. Uh, Rest in peace, Troy Gentry. I really wanted (laughs) Team Impact, especially EC3. I would have loved if EC3 sarcastically started a USA chant in Ottawa. That would have been great. That would have been fantastic. Before I get into this match, I want to put over something on the side. I try not to do plugs in the middle of podcasts anymore, but the MMA industry podcast with James Lynch over at Fightful.com and FightfulPods.com. Every day or every other day, I have somebody messaging me saying, how do you get into pro wrestling coverage? How do you get into MMA coverage? How do you make it a living? How do you make it a job? Where do I start? What's it like? Things like that. The MMA industry podcast with James Lynch is awesome. Uh, he interviewed me with for it last week. We talk a mainly wrestling and we get into MMA as well. Go watch that. Go check it out. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, fightfulpods.com. This week he spoke to Aaron from TSN who was covering the huge UFC 217 event. Go check that out. It is definitely worth it. Uh, I'm hoping to do one on the wrestling end too, but show that some love, please. Uh, As well as my breakdown of the AJ Green fight today. That was good. This was the match I probably looked forward to the most. I enjoy most everybody in this match as well. EC3 didn't look like he was interested in tagging in. Like, I know that really he's doing this because he loves Mexico so much and he wants to work there full time. That's why he sabotaged Team Impact. But then he tags in (laughs) as a house of fire, kicks everybody's ass. If they would have put almost anybody in Mexico... In this match, besides Pagano, this would have been way better. He sucked so bad. He was so lazy and so slow. There was, like, his offense basically was a bunch of fart noises. James Storm legitimately did a better dive at, like, 40 years old than Pagano did. James Storm was jumping all over the place. Like, he had a big elbow drop, too. I was hoping he was going to uh, challenge for the X Division title after this one. James Storm was awesome. Thomas in the chat says, did you all see the Deontay Wilder knockout the other night? Yes, as I mentioned, guys, go watch that on Fightful.com on, under our boxing section. It's, it's headlining it right now. I'm sure Carlos will have a lot of great stuff in the newsletter about that that releases Thursday. There's a double one percenter on Tejano and Pagano. Uh, James Storm got the win over Pagano. Good. He was the shits. Pagano was. I... Hope they have him lose to Caleb Conley under the suicide mask in like two minutes at the tapings. He was so bad. He was so bad. On my match ratings, basically I start at a five, and the match either slides down or up the scale. Nothing on this show made it over a 5.75 to me. And if the match got to a six, it means I thought it was a decent match, a pretty good match. 
this was at a five seven five, and it probably could have got up to like a six five six point five if Pagano wasn't in it. He dragged down that match so much, and I felt really bad for everybody else in it because you have a lot of really good people in it. They announced later that Davy Richards is going to face Phantasma on Impact for the GHC Championship. That's going to be real good, real good. Impact Tag Team Championships, 5150 Street Fight. The OVE promos leading into this match were so bad. Like, real, real bad. You could see Conan trying to squeeze blood from a stone for weeks leading up to this. We see someone, presumably presumably Sammy Callahan, uh, has attacked somebody else who they insinuate is homicide. It wasn't. This is a brawl. There's a really cool running powerbomb off the stage to a table by one of the members of LAX. That was super cool. Jake Crist superplexed Ortiz onto a bunch of chairs. Only Crist was the only one who went through the chairs. And then Jake hits a guy in the head with a chair. We saw a lot of this on the show. What are you doing? It's 2017. Are you trying to make some kind of statement? Like, I know the impact was really all high on the on the Make America Great Again lingo and the Trump references and stuff like that. And I don't want to make it political, but, you know, they they do try to do that stuff where they're like, oh, we're not going to kowtow to anybody. No, this is just stupid. People get hurt and have their friggin' careers ended over this stuff. And you've got a bunch of young guys in this match, a bunch of young guys that you're – in in the event of L- or the case of LAX, they probably should have hedged their bets on a decade ago when that was the hottest thing on on TNA. And now today, you've got a, a revamp version which is doing pretty well. And you're running this type of stuff. You're you're running the chair shots to the head thing in 2017. That's what you're doing. Stupid, moronic, ignorant. Dave Christ saves Jake to absolutely. No pop after a powerbomb blockbuster, which was a beautiful move. Sammy Callahan shows up again to no pop. Pile drives Ortiz through the table. OVE wins. No heat. After this, uh, one of the members of LAX tried to cover up the other one from taking a beating. And the flag was over top of them. And like it, it looked like a double turn, but it doesn't work when the crowd is not making noise. I see what they're doing, and OVE is remarkably unlikable. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I don't know. I don't know. And a guy's saying, God, it was an effing street fight. Man, go to hell. You, you tell, it ain't that hard to say within storyline, hitting somebody over the head with a steel chair is a $5,000 fine regardless of situation. That's an easy way to get around it. Easy way to get around it. Get out of here with all that. Oh, toughen up shit. Get out of here with that horse shit. This is 2017. People are getting CTE and having their fucking careers ruined. Not able to make money. Get the hell out of there. Knockouts championship. Gail Kim defeated uh, Sienna 
and Allie to become Impact Knockouts champion. Respect to Gail Kim. I hope she gets her due. Like, she she went through a lot of crap, man. Like, went through a lot of just straight, turdy booking in her career, man. A lot of it. I, I don't get it with Sienna. When I see her work on TV, it's like she's working in Indy. The strikes are slow. They're not exaggerated. Like, you can't – it's just bad. Not good. Not good. Everything seems like it's in slow motion. The reaction time is bad. It, this isn't good. I want it to be, but uh, – I want it to be, but it's just sloppy and slow. Gail Kim wins with a super eat defeat. Unfortunately, this this was not the type of match that Gail Kim deserved as she's going out on her career. It's not. And I, I know she's going to wrestle a couple of more times before uh, she actually hangs it up. I know she's got a date in December, but... Ah, man. Not good. Not good. It should have just been Gail Kim and Allie. Or Gail Kim and Laurel Van Ness. Or Gail Kim and Rosemary. Or, I don't know, Sienna dragged down the match. Jimmy Jacobs shows up after the match, and I think that they thought this was going to cause a big buzz, but it didn't. All due respect to Jimmy Jacobs. He's a good worker. He's uh, very entertaining on the mic. I thought he had great presence on the microphone when he indicated to Jeremy Borash and Josh Matthews that he was working there and that they didn't know it. I thought that was really cool. Or not, I Pretty cool. He he commanded very well on the microphone. Man, add him to the commentary team or something. Like it's just you can't uh, you can't do the type of stuff that Josh Matthews was doing on commentary if you're trying to be different than WWE. He went to the old thing. Go back and listen to how many times he dropped that on on the show. Uh, like. It was like obvious that he made a conscious effort to call moves as old. And you all know it's a big thing that I have a pet peeve with as it pertains to Tom Phillips. It's bad. It's it's not good broadcasting. It's not good when you do it in uh in MMA. It's not good when you do it in pro wrestling. It's just not good anytime. Submit some questions on the uh chat, by the way, guys. But yeah, Jimmy Jacobs in Impact. Six Sides of Steel, American Top Team defeated uh, Moose and Stephen Bonner. Moose's brother is there lip-syncing his theme. Impact playing up Colby Covington is smart. He has been, well, up until the last couple of days, the talk of the UFC, everybody calling him out. He got a lot of pub off of the, the Brazil promo he did where he called them filthy animals and there were accusations of racism and stuff like that. They played him up as a heel and he's been all too excited to uh, to just like play up that heel role. And Impact recognized that pretty early, so kudos to them because the ATT guys have been very good. Uh, King Mo had a hell of a working punch in this match. Lashley turned Moose inside out with a clothesline. King Mo gets busted up. This is a guy who pulled out of an MMA fight a month ago, so that's questionable. Mo and Bonner worked MMA style out of the guard. 
with double wrist locks and waist locks and like stuff like that. But here's here's the thing. You if I like this style. I, I I've worked this style before in matches that I've done with, with catch wrestlers and stuff. But the I don't think the crowd could see it. It's hard. You got bodies laying everywhere, you have a cage in the way, you've got like difference in elevation. It was not it would have been hard to see a couple of guys working for double wrist locks and working out of the guard from there. It just doesn't work. There were GSP chants at Bound for Glory. I thought that was kind of funny. ATT runs in and then Impact cleans house. Moose knocked the living shit out of Colby Covington and hit that Hartnett guy with a go to hell off the top rope. That was really cool. Dan Lambert locked Moose out of the cage. Bonner has to go all John Claude Van Dam on everybody and it doesn't work. But Moose comes back in with a big cage dive that I thought was really cool. This, uh, this just this was there. Lashley won. It happened. Gosh, it was one of the better matches on the show, but I wouldn't call it a good match or anything like that. Um, but this was the best program leading into the show. I, I loved it. I went back and rewatched everything that led up to it. But Lashley is, I think he should probably been the reigning world champion for over a year. He had a little bit of buzz about him there for a while. Submit your questions over on the uh, chat section. Sorry for the dead air, guys. When I do these shows solo, I like the uh, the questions to accum- accumulate. And plus, we're 20 minutes into this show, and we're already at the main event. So let me know what you guys thought of this show, uh, and I'll react. Somebody says, wait, did you say Colby Covington? Uh, yeah, Colby Covington, uh, UFC welterweight, who is like ranked number three or four right now. He is really really embraced this uh our associate editor brian rose says hope dan lambert becomes authority figure number 200 or 2236 this year yeah he would be great actually i don't know if he'll want to make the trip up for tapings all the time but um yeah i think that dan lambert would be solid in that role but man there's there's been so many of them Impact Global Championship, we'll go ahead and get to it. Eli Drake defeated Johnny Impact to retain this title. Oh, boy. Now, I from bell to bell, this wasn't too – from bell until Alberto El Patron showed up. Well, not too bad. Not too bad. Johnny Impact striking has gotten a lot better over the years. He used to do a thing where he would throw – he would lift his back foot off the ground when he threw a strike, which is a no-no in fundamental striking, and you shouldn't do it in pro wrestling either. His offense looked really crisp in the opening minutes. There's a really sweet flip kick from the apron. This match became pretty formulaic in that Mundo would do these really great moves, these really awesome moves, and then Eli Drake would slow it down and just kill the crowd, like completely. And normally I'd be like, yeah, that's a, that's a heel thing to do, but that happened all the time. There was no There was no crowd to kill through this entire show, so if they're getting ready for it, they're getting up for it. Let them get up for it, man. Don't kill them off. Impact does a sliding German suplex. 
Uh, I really loved that that boot off the or that kick off the apron. That was really cool. And then Johnny sliding under the barricade to avoid getting whipped into it. That was that was neat. That was neat. I've never been like a huge fan of Impact's uh, Impact's work. Uh, he does a reverse Finley roll. That man, I, he's gonna hurt his neck one day doing that. Spanish fly. Adonis throws Drake the title, but Adonis ends up getting hit with it when Johnny Impact takes it away. There's a very awkward moment where Impact had to actually wait for Eli Drake to roll off of his back. Uh, Impact hit a move, and generally the rule of thumb that you're told when you're training in pro wrestling, no matter what you do, if you breathe on the other guy and he lands on his back in the middle of the ring and he stays there, you go for a pin. Because I, like psychologically, the entire point of the match is to get your opponent's shoulders to the mat and then pin them. So it doesn't matter what it is. If they're there and they're laying there, then that's what you do. So if you go back and look, Impact kind of had to wait there and just like just just wait and wait. And then Eli, it was just a couple of seconds, but you could really see it. There's a starship pain, but Alberto El Patron pulls the ref out and Earl Hebner would not have allowed that. He would have done the old uh, hot tag on him like he did on DX back in 2000. Impact misses a really big, sick dive to the outside. I'm glad he was okay after that because that was gross. El Patron hits both guys, including Impact, with another chair shot to the head. Stupid. Drapes Drake over Impact for the win. That's it? That's how you end your biggest show of the year. And you wonder. You wonder why there's no optimism. You wonder why there's no buzz. You wonder why nobody cares. You wonder why nobody's making any noise in the crowd. You wonder. But nobody else wonders. I don't wonder. The person that's watching me right now doesn't wonder. Nobody. We don't wonder. We know. We, anybody could have seen this was a bad idea. How didn't they? How didn't somebody stand up? And say to this point, this is a bad idea to end our show on. Let's not do this. This is how you end an episode of Impact, not how you end the biggest show of the year. With a screw job finish where nobody gets over except for Del Rio, kinda. Did he need to be over when he came out and that crowd was chanting for him earlier in the night as a babyface? Did he need to be over? Can anybody get over there? Is that a thing that's possible anymore? This was a disheartening show, man. There have been like over three dozen people that have left Impact this year. Three dozen. Either just gone or come and gone. This is just sad. Larry Hammer says, any guesses the number of the pay-per-view buys does it get? Does it crack 100,000? Crack 100,000? Man, this ain't cracking 10,000. It might not crack 1,000, and I'm being very serious. Mm. No. I have uh, news updates on the Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega stuff on our YouTube and on Fightful.com. That's where you can go for that, guys. I'm still getting through the New Japan show from last night. Is okay. I haven't gotten to the main event though. 
It's just there were a lot of stupid things on this show, like Gail Kim winning the title and being like, "All right, here we go. What's up next?" And a video package. I'm like, "What? You all built this up for weeks. You're putting a title on a woman who presumably isn't going to wrestle anymore. No celebration, no saying goodbye, no anything. Like, that's how you're rolling with this. You couldn't have cut that." Ishimori and Duke's match to give her a little time. It didn't mean anything. What? What? I would take... I would take somebody off of TNA Mecca and have them book this show, and it might be better. Do you know how much that's saying? you know what that says? That's a horrifying thought. Man, get somebody saying the show was average to good. There's no reason to shit on it. Hey, Playboy, if you liked it, you liked it. But I'm not seeing that sentiment echoed anywhere else. You're more than welcome to like it. I didn't. I thought it was really bad. I thought that Drake and Impact was a decent match ruined by a finish. I thought Six Sides of Steel was a decent match. Knockouts Championship, terrible match with a... a Feel-good story. 5150 Street Fight was average at best with no heat. The Impact versus AAA match was maybe my favorite match on the show. But Pagano really dragged that down. Monsters Ball, miserable match. The Alberto, Alberto Albertron promo, miserable. Ishimori versus Dukes, I, I would tell you that maybe it wasn't good or it was good, but I barely saw it because of them cutting to the crowd. The X Division Championship really under-delivered. I think that putting an injured Garza out there contributed to that. That was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. Somebody says Don West to replace John Josh Matthews. I would love that. I I always liked Don. Well, I didn't always like Don West. He was really, really bad early on. But by the end of his run, especially his heel stuff, that was pretty funny. But you could tell he was really excited about what was happening there. And I think that helped. Certainly, <laughs> it certainly, uh, I think, pep up uh, the fans around him because I mean I'm sure he was so loud that the people around him while he was doing commentary could hear him do commentary this was a, a sad evening man there were a lot of there's a lot of really talented guys on on impact wrestling and this was not the show that a lot of those guys deserved and there's going to be people who defend impact wrestling no matter what I don't get it man I just don't get it. I have friends there. I have people that make their living there that if they fail, they might not have a job because I don't know if they're going to get hired anywhere else. I want this to be better for them. I want this to be better for us. I want every wrestling to be good. I want them all drawing 10-0 ratings. That way our website gets a billion clicks every single month. That's what I want. If wrestling hits this giant boom period, whether it's WWE, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, or Ice Ribbon, for the love of God, then 
You know, I'm doing pretty good in life. Ugh. I'm back tomorrow night with a post-Monday Night Raw coverage podcast. I'm, I'm everywhere right now. Subscribe to us on YouTube. I want to thank you guys so much for sticking with me throughout this solo podcast. I don't do these often, except for those brief news updates. Subscribe to us. Leave us a thumbs up. Let people know about the show. This podcast did better numbers than I thought. But until next time, guys, follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us at Fightful Online. Thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.